attention to you now Lord we want to hear from heaven Lord we want to hear what your word has to say to us and, and be encouraged to apply your word every day every day that we live we will walk in the light of your word so we thank you for this opportunity to hear your word have your way today Lord we bless you and we thank you for meeting every need here in Jesus name amen and praise God amen so today God wants me to ask you a question that is where is your faith amen where is your faith I think that's a good question for us to ask ourselves um, at all times really to make sure that uh, we uh, have our faith placed the right way faith always has a location and uh, we need to understand that your faith cannot just sit around and do nothing it always has a location and Luke 8 uh, starting in verse 22 I'll read from there now it came to pass on a certain day that he meaning Jesus went into a ship with his disciples and he said this unto them let us go over to the other side of the lake this is something that they did often you know this wasn't something new so this is not a new experience Uh, this is a common experience in the Middle East especially in coastal towns where oftentimes uh, water is, is one of the modes of transportation some of the disciples were even fishermen so they were experienced and skilled boatmen says as they sailed he fell asleep and there came down a storm of wind on the lake and they were filled with water and were in jeopardy or in uh, uh, danger you know it kind of looked dangerous to them and they came to him and awoke him saying master master we perish he arose and rebuked the wind and the raging of the water and they stopped and there was a calm and he said to them where is your faith man where is your faith and they were afraid when he asked that and they wondered to one another wondered saying to one another and this is real common with Jesus and his disciples they get behind his back and start asking each other questions got me why because they're afraid of truth this is one thing we have to get over folks as as Christians there is no truth that's too hard for us to face in Christ you got me don't ever be afraid to ask God or God's representatives uh, honest questions where you are seeking a sincere answer and they said to one another what manner of man is this for he commands even the winds and the water and they obey him and so what they were were you know kind of whispering to each other is that oh my goodness we we knew he could heal people we knew he did this and did that but now he's in charge of the elements that no man can tame so there are times when they are convinced that Jesus is the Messiah and the son of God and has all power and all that stuff and then on the other hand they think something else about him and I believe where your faith is depends on what you know about the person you put your faith in whether or not you'll trust that person depends on what you know about them 
how many times we form opinions about people it's interesting to me that people will form a negative opinion much more quickly than they will a favorable one respect we always say must be earned but when God talks he says we have to love that means respect everybody so everybody is due love and respect just basically but oftentimes we want to withhold certain positive thoughts about or positive evaluations or positive judgments about people we want to withhold that until we think they have earned that position and so many times this will stifle our ability to make proper decisions because we can think it's so easy to think negative about everybody and to, to grab the first evil report we hear and and choose to believe that instead of withholding judgment and allowing truth to prevail so that we can make an accurate judgment about people and so the disciples are learning learning uh, learning more and more about Jesus but this one kind of has them stumped because they never thought that it would be that easy for him to tell that see to calm down and and uh, to come into line but then if they believe that he that the world was created by him and and he upholds the world with the word of his power then he must have control over the elements so again you see the disciples marveling at the way Jesus handle situations and the things that he does so why would they ask him or complain to him about the storm if they didn't think he could do something about it when he does something about it they're totally amazed you got me God will honor any kind of faith or the faith of a person that is in charge of a situation so you see here Jesus' faith is really carrying everybody across that lake and when he asks them where is your faith what he's saying to them is back up to verse 22 he said didn't I tell you we were going over and not under we were going to the other side of the lake we weren't going to die in the middle of the lake didn't I tell when I say something I mean what I say if I say we're going to get over to the other side I mean we're getting over to the other side so where is your faith your faith was never in me to begin with or it was in him for a minute or they just were jumping in the boat or whatever this is typical of people we we have to make certain that we have our faith invested in the right place to get the results that we're looking for because we can't just jump in the boat with everybody else and expect that we're going to get where we're supposed to get if we haven't been told by God we're going to get there you understand so we have to at, at all times hold on to God's word about our situation and make sure we have confidence in something stable and something steady and something sure and somebody who's going to help that word pay off for us 
But many times you'll see people, just like I say, people, religious people, they go along for the ride. They just float with everybody else. And they're not really, they're not personally invested in God in the way it takes for us to be invested to get the results that we want. So we have to 100% invest our confidence, our trust, our faith, our future, everything. We have to have it invested in the right place to get the right results. So we said faith has a location. And there are three basic places that faith can be invested. Human faith, the measure of faith that God gives to each man, can be generally invested in, and I have three different places. Number one, your faith can be invested in your natural senses. Your faith can also be invested in one or the other kingdom. And your faith can also be invested in people. In people. When you invest your faith in people, you've got to know which kingdom they're connected with. The saddest thing is to see people, Christians, trusting other Christians even sometimes too, and they not be invested in God's kingdom. You know, God will expose uh, things in the the condition of men's hearts uh, in a way that will help people make accurate decisions about who these people are. The the internet uh, has allowed so much information to be dispensed about people now you gotta decide if you really believe what you read all the time you know or decide that source so really you must put your confidence in God because he's the only one who can help you discern uh, truth and good from evil but it's amazing to me in this presidential election the hearts of men are being exposed like you've never seen before and then you see uh, all these people WikiLeaks now has, has gotten a hold of some emails that have been missing uh, supposedly these are the missing ones we're not sure but there's all kinds of information available and I believe that God is in charge of revealing truth he is in charge of revealing the intent of man's hearts the devil keeps that hidden from us so that he can keep people deceived but when you see things just wide open the way they are and and um, fully disclosed the way they are you know that God is at work you know I, I know many people will say well something's going on I think God's going on you know because I, I know the work of God and I know when God's moving and what he's doing and so I think God is going on he's finally answering prayers that have been prayed for many many seasons and so when we see truth coming to light we see the hearts of men revealed and, and I believe God reveals the hearts of men not because he likes somebody better than others but he uh, reveals truth across the board you know he doesn't care who it exposes just the spirit of truth will come in and wipe out all deception and we begin to see clearly uh, what what is going on and I think God does it so that people will say well you know what I've been thinking uh, you know if I elected this person or say if you're thinking politics if I elected this person or that person then I would have it made but I'm seeing I can't really trust anybody but 
God. You see what I'm saying? And so then God becomes our answer and man is secondary under him. And that's the way God wants it. That's the way uh, life is supposed to, to run and run smoothly. So anybody who thinks they can put their hope and their trust in man gets sorely disappointed. Man can do certain things, but if you put God in control of everything, then it will be done right. It will be done right for everybody. And so when, when we see uh, exposure come, that's the work of the Spirit of God because the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of truth. Amen. And so we can have confidence in people. We can have confidence in kingdoms or confidence in what we can see. Uh, feel and hear Mark 11.22 tells us to have faith in God so we know the answer don't we and God when we, we have faith in God we have faith in his kingdom and also we must have faith in his kingdom principles or his kingdom laws you must believe that if you obey the scriptures then the benefits of obedience will come to you for instance at the beginning of each healing school I start out by reading Proverbs 4 20 to 22 because to me that sets the foundation for not just healing but everything we want from God and it's a very simple scripture but it amazes me how much it's overlooked by people but you know the scripture it says if if uh, that the word uh, that my son attend to my word pay attention to my word incline your ear to my saying in other words when God's word is going forth you lean over to hear that amen don't let it depart from your eyes don't quit looking at my word listening to my word meditating on my word and why there's a benefit it brings life and health to all your flesh so what more could you ask for but it's amazing to me how many people want to be healed but they don't obey that scripture you know it just gets leaped over and they think see because we think it's supposed to come a certain way it doesn't mean it's going to happen like that see where's that thought coming from we think if we get enough people to pray for us run up to the altar enough times or you know get another prophecy that's already written in the bible that's your prophecy right there you know that's the more sure word what's written in the word of god you know then then we'll know what god wants to do for us not only for us but for everybody isn't that wonderful then you don't have to look at the bible and think that's for certain people it's for all you got me and so when that word begins to speak to you through inspiration through reading the scriptures then the bible says it brings healing to your body health to all of your flesh i know many times people will start out quote unquote believing god for healing and then time goes on and they just quit they quit listening to healing scriptures they quit speaking the word over their body they quit see that should be uh, uh, part of your daily meditation of course I know a lot of people that's old fashioned too people don't even spend time with God every day but we should because daily contact with your father how else can you be believing and expecting anything if you don't ever talk to him and and uh, meditate in his word and and pray and and seek God for these things so there's different places where we can place our faith mark 11:22 tells us to have faith in God put all of your confidence in him 
all of it. Not just believing God for certain things and then you go get the other the rest of it on your own or on credit. <laughs> but have faith in God all the way around. Amen. Alright, so uh, we said one place your faith can be placed is in your senses. And so uh, your natural senses of sight, sound, taste, touch, hearing. So we have to have faith in the natural realm or we couldn't live here. You've got you to gotta believe your eyes. Which natural. If you see that wall there, don't keep walking. You understand what I'm saying? If you hear the sound of thunder, don't you know? Grab your umbrella. You know, you see what I'm saying? This this is normal. It goes almost goes without saying. But a lot of times Christians get over overconfident about you know spirit realm, which they don't know much about. Most of us we just know a little bit, a little bit we know. Sometimes we don't even follow through on what we know. We'll drop that in a minute for something in the natural. And we're tested all the time if we'll hold on to. God or, or or the natural senses. I know I was talking to somebody and I have this conversation with people uh, often who are looking for employment and uh, they'll say something like um, I said well how's the job search going? They said oh yeah I'm waiting for them to uh, call me back because uh, they said they're going to make a decision and I said well why are you doing that? I said, didn't you ask God for the job? Well, yeah. I said, when do you want it? Well, I want to go to work now. I said, well, why don't you keep that? You see what I'm saying? See how easy it is. Now, we start out with faith in God. And I'm believing God. And the minute man steps in and tells you something, you drop faith in God and pick up faith in man. And you think it's normal. It's normal for for carnal people, but it ain't normal for spiritual people. Some of y'all believe it. Or they'll say things like... um, uh, yeah, well, I, I've only been on the job X number of months, and they say I can't ask for a transfer for for six months or a year. I said, well, why would they say that? Well, that's just what they do. When do you want a transfer? Well, I want more money right now. Well, why don't you? See, to me, these are little faith exercises that strengthen your faith that don't cost you anything. It don't cost you anything to just say, uh, no, God, I want mine now. How do I work with you to get it to come to me sooner than what man says? Because I'm going to tell you what happens to believers. When they drop faith in God and pick up faith in man, that date comes and goes and they still don't have it. I'm going to say it again. If you say you want something and you want it now, there's no reason for you to wait. And then somebody tells you, well, you don't qualify for it right now. Just wait a certain length of time. If you start waiting for that, guess what happens? That date will come and go and they don't even move on it for you. Because it's God that's got to bring it to you anyway. You understand what I'm saying? So these are the tricks that the devil pulls on us to get us to stall in our desire for things. To keep us waiting to accumulate minor victories. 
and to steal the victory from you because we'll be sitting up there waiting on we've and we've forgotten we've transferred our faith from God over to man and then when it doesn't happen we mad at God and we left him a long time ago you see what I'm saying for faith in man and so we have to be very very careful about using our senses natural senses to determine our faith especially when it comes to changing what the natural has given us or is giving us sight sound hearing touch taste we must have faith in the natural realm or we couldn't live here we have to have a confidence in our senses to a certain degree to keep us comfortable in the natural realm so if you look at a chair and and it's a normal chair and you determine it can hold you up then you can confidently sit in that chair and expect it to hold you up when you excuse me look at your speedometer and excuse me you're in a, a 35 mile per hour zone and you're going 50 your brain should tell you to slow down Oh yeah, I forgot. You got angels looking out for you, helping you break the law, right? Listen, I've been there. The devil's told me crazy stuff like that too. Or you pray you don't get a ticket or don't. Let's just, just stop it. Stop it. Right. Stop it. <laughs> So we must have confidence in the natural realm and obey natural laws as well. You have to obey natural laws as well. So if you, you know, if you know that uh, walking out in the middle of traffic on the freeway is, you know, most people get killed doing that, you don't do it. You got me? And, uh, you know, in, in that kind of thing. So you, you have to live comfortably in the natural realm through your natural senses. So, uh, but this type of living is done through the soul only. So you can can have a, a spirit that's not born again, not regenerated, and and maneuver your way through life fairly comfortably. You know, you you can do that, and and never never encounter you know a whole lot of problems as long as you obey the law so forth and so on but there will always be a limit to what the natural realm can provide for us so when our senses cannot perceive an answer or a solution to natural problems say for instance you've got um Uh, foreclosure facing you Uh, you haven't been able to make payments and you know you don't have more income coming in and all you've exhausted all your relatives and they don't want to see you coming because you've asked them for money and you owe everybody then you've run through all of the the solutions that unless you're going to pick up a gun and go rob somebody you know people do that too but yeah but pretty soon you wind up with the orange jumpsuit and they you know there's the end to that too so there is an end and a limit to what the natural senses will provide you and the natural realm will provide you it's just true many people when they get to the end of something in the natural they look for something else in the natural to help them and they start all over again so for instance if you 
if you've lost a home and you you because all your natural resources evaporated then you you go back into the natural you have to wait how many x number of years before if if it was a foreclosure get your credit rating wait out the waiting period get your credit right again and then start all over again but there is a place in all human beings where there's this just this little bitty idea that maybe there's another way we all had that that's how you got saved you came to the end of your natural self your natural understanding your natural contentedness and something inside of you and we call it hope told you that maybe there is help for me beyond what I know Many people instinctively call on God or offer up a prayer. They, you know, it's something they don't know if it'll be heard or answered, but they offer it up anyway. So there is a place in every human being that has a desire to connect to God, that sees God as a source of hope, if nothing else. At least this is a different idea. Many people don't know how to employ that and and make it bear fruit for them, but they have that idea anyway, and that comes to all people. Hope is what takes us from the seen to the unseen realm. Something out there. Somebody out there. I remember Sandy Brown's testimony. Uh, she's uh, an evangelist. She was uh, very popular uh, in the 70s and early 80s. And she doesn't preach anymore, but she has some very, very uh, strong supernatural experiences with God. First of them being her born again experience. And she she said she was strung out on drugs. Uh, had a husband that beat her regularly. You know, that's what happens uh, when you give yourself over to witchcraft and drugs and stuff like that and she said she was very very depressed and uh, she was sitting in a neighbor's kitchen and a woman came over there this woman later testified to Sandy that she had prayed that morning and said God I want to do something for you today she said just please tell me what to do who to talk to but I want to do something for you today and God told her to go next door and borrow a cup of sugar even though she didn't need it and she heard God's voice and obeyed and as she walked in the neighbor's home asked for the sugar she looked and saw Sandy sitting there and she said lady I don't know what your problem is but Jesus Christ is your answer and she took that sugar and ran and ran right out the door you know so you know how it is we've all done that before we got cool and understood how to really witness and, and be professional about this thing whatever that means you know we hit and run and so uh and sandy remembered that and she said she was driving home and she felt suicidal and and uh, she just hollered out the window she said god if you're there if anybody's out there please 
please help me and that was her cry for God and from there God revealed himself to her began to reveal his kingdom to her and uh, called her into the ministry all of those great things came from just that little glimmer of hope that seed that was planted by the the nervous neighbor you know who just wanted to to do something for God that day that's how great things happen folks for us just making ourselves available to God and letting him know we want to participate in what he's doing so hope allows us to tolerate the natural realm while we wait for change in the natural realm it's what's inside of us that really matters so that hope that's within us helps us to tolerate the the uh, adverse conditions in the natural realm while we wait for change in the natural realm I think about that when I, I think about um, our our teachings on the persecuted church and our study about spiritual persecution and how those people in the natural they have nothing and their natural situation is really contrary to their peace their peace of mind and their comfort but somehow they find something within them that tells them that everything is fine it's going to work out you know if nothing else if they're Christians they have a hope in Christ and they can relate to him and have relationship with him even though they're being persecuted and incarcerated and threatened and many of them beaten and tortured and so we we need to understand that there are are uh, manifestations of hope that are way beyond normal human understanding and that's what we can tap into uh, and take our faith from the natural realm and put it over into supernatural realm through the mechanism of hope uh, without hope there is no purpose to your faith there's no direction to your faith hope gives a uh, shape form and direction to your faith faith is the substance of things hoped for so you've got to want something first you've got to believe to hope that it's coming you got to focus your your desire on something uh, before faith can take over and bring it to pass people who uh, say they have faith and they're not standing for anything their faith is is dead it's it's not active the bible says it's alone so until hope is added to it uh, there's no activity on your faith and the the converse is true Uh, until uh, faith is added to hope there's no movement in God's kingdom and so the faith that you have say for instance you can have hope uh, most most people grow up uh, wanting to have some kind of career you know oh I want to be a fireman I want to be a policeman I want to be a lawyer I want to like Jasmine says I said what do you want to do with your life Jazz we're standing at the uh, altars he said I want to have a law firm so I'm like okay here we go not just be a lawyer she wants a law firm so whatever that means in her mind I went ahead and agreed and prayed with God for that for her law firm so everybody has something in mind that they want to do with their lives now how is that going to happen for you you can either try to work it through in the natural or you can submit it to God and let the kingdom propel you there 
And so if we we trust God, we'll bring those things before him. Uh, many times I, I had all kinds of things I wanted to be when I was growing up and preacher weren't on the list. So when you submit your hopes and desires to God, sometimes there are surprises along the way. And sometimes there are things that we, and then sometimes you'll easily let go of things because you realize it was just an idea. My heart wasn't invested in it. And so God is able to get get, uh, close to us on the heart level so we'll understand everything that we're believing him for. And if he is willing to take over and direct us in that. You notice I didn't say if he's going to help us get it. God must take over and direct us into the things that he gives us the desire for in our hearts. We cannot get a good scripture and think we got it made and run off and do something with it. I remember so many people who, oh God call me to do this and call me to do that. And they run off and try to do it and fail miserably. And many times people quit serving God. It's like if I can't be a top dog, I don't want to be, you know, I don't want to be in this hunt. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's just like everybody's qualified to do well, you know, if it's in God. And what does it matter if you're in charge of everything or if you're an assistant or associate or what? You're in the hunt. So what difference does it make what position you have? See, God sees no top people. God's not impressed with Benny Hinn either more than any more he's impressed with you. Natural. There we go to natural feeding us information. Huh? He loves him just as much as he loves you. He'll help you with your life just as much as he'll help him. He'll help he'll do everything he'll do for him, he'll do for you. See, we get impressed with people. And oftentimes because of what we see in the natural. We don't know these people spiritually speaking. We know the ministry but the ministry belongs to. We start glorifying man because of what God uses him to do. Mistake. See natural faith takes over every single time. It depends on what you become accustomed to. So in order really to discern uh, how to employ your faith and where to place it. We have to learn how to discern natural from spiritual. And we have to learn how to get more comfortable with supernatural faith. Or faith in God or faith that's placed in God's kingdom. It can no longer be a foreign commodity to us. We have to be more comfortable with it because this is where we are headed. We're headed toward uh, eternity, living with God. And this is part of our learning process. It's part of our training is to understand how where to place our faith, how to keep it there. Uh, you know, of course, you're going to look at some things in the natural. And know that, that uh, you know, if you run into a problem with it, God can help you. But you got to know when you remove your faith from natural. Because when you have faith in God, it will support the natural as well. It's not like if you believe God, 
he's going to uh, make you fall off a chair or have an accident because you're not depending upon your natural sight or natural abilities anymore. Uh, God helps both both of them, but it's good <clears throat> to keep your confidence and your faith and your trust in God. So the disciples found this out. They that's that's what the disciples uh, understood when they observed the wind and the water coming into the ship. They were totally focused on natural happenings and had forgotten to keep their faith over in what Jesus had told them. That's why he asked them, "Where is your faith?" It's like I told you. We were going to get over to the other side. All y'all had to do is shut up and trust me. But they didn't. They doubted in the doubt. And I'm sure what happens with 12 people sitting there looking at the sea. They're getting bigger. Oh no, they're getting more. Well, just prophesy. Just call that water into the boat, why don't you? See, when you take your faith out of God and put it over in what you see, what you hear, and what you fear, that will increase. Well, that's where Jesus says, where's your faith? Why would y'all put your faith over in this water instead of keeping it in my word? I told you we were going over there. I'd say we were going to get drowned. Because if he had told them that, nobody would have gotten in the boat with him. <laughs> right. So if you want people to cooperate, you got to give them hope that they're going to make it through, you know. So anyway, so they, they after they started, now they probably were fine when they first got in the boat. We're going over to the other side. Let's keep rowing or put the sail up or however they got over there. And then when things started to look different, they stayed focused over there. And this happens with everything that we do. You go to the doctor, you get a bad report, and you come home and pray. God tells you you're healed. Just keep staying the word, keep feeding on the word, meditating on the word. And then you start feeling bad the next day and you start focusing. I wonder what this is. I wonder why it's not there. I wonder, 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 wonder. Instead of wondering, you need to say, thank you, Jesus, that I am healed. Symptoms, you got to go away. You can't stay here. Go and feed yourself on the word and keep your faith invested in God. Don't take it out of him. Every wondering we do takes our faith out of God. It just does. People don't like that. You know when you tell them that I sound mean when I say that. No I'm trying to help you because that's what God says. Let me sit up there. If I told you you healed you heal. It's like Jesus told them they going to the other side. If something comes up to challenge it. Just like it did with the disciples. What did Jesus do? He intervened. Why? Because he forever lives to make intercession for you and me. So why do you need an intercessor? Because he knows you're going to start looking at what's going on. <laughs> looking over here. Looking over there. Looking over there. Look, 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 look. Y'all feel me? 
So your biggest warfare is to keep your faith over in God. Once it gets over there, your challenge, the warfare will be against your own thoughts, your own natural senses, your own natural fears, that it will not come to pass. So with the disciples, their hope was in the person of Jesus. Now this is this is common with natural faith. Natural faith will put its faith in people. Hmm? It'll put your faith in people. So they had their faith in Jesus, but not in what he had told them. So they were looking at him as a natural man. Somebody they always run to, somebody always complain to, somebody they look to for their food, for their this, for their that. They were dependent on man and it got exposed in this setting. And that's what God does with us. When he when we get too stuck on man, he wants to expose that so that we will correct ourselves. Say, Father, please forgive me. I stepped over here and started looking for people to help me out again. Not me. Well, help me to keep my focus over here in you. And he'll start to instruct you what to do to stay focused in him. Now the reason I know the disciples were not looking at Jesus as the son of God and as somebody anointed to do something supernatural is from their reaction to it. What did they say? What kind of man is this? Who we? They never expected him to do that. Even they were calling on him for help. Just like we do. You know you call up five relatives because you need $50 and you don't expect them to help you because they just as broke as you are. Anybody who will answer the phone is just as broke as you are. You hear what I say if they answer the phone. Now see they, the ones that got money won't, when they see your number pop up they not go even answer it. You go to voicemail real quick. Huh? People with money is allergic to broke folks. They are. They're going to. When they talk to you, they're like scratching it. What? You know what? Really? Yeah, really? Shifting. They wait from one foot to the next. Can't wait to go somewhere and get away from you. Hmm? It's true. It's true. <laughs> Definitely true. <laughs> now they get payday loan stuff for people. You run out of relatives so bad they got they got the payday loan people. You sign your paycheck. I don't know how it works, but I understand the price. They even the 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 uh, feds even got after them people. They were so bad. You know anybody steal more than the government does, and they. <laughs> <laughs> and pretty bad. Uh. <laughs> so anyway, so they were believing Jesus as a person, and really, if you ask me, understanding how they related to Jesus in times past, what they were really doing was complaining to him. Because in another uh, another version of this story, they said, Master, don't you care if we perish? Don't you care if we drown? In other words, you put us in this boat. Now you're going to let us drown. Why you do that to us? 
so with them in complaining mode and that's where he said where is your faith you know you complaining to me you didn't even believe I could stop this storm and help you you just want to blame me for everybody drowning out here tonight I'm not going to have it so Jesus calmed the storm in spite of them he could have jumped out and walked across the water and left them in there but his mercy endures forever man as the son of God his mercy endures forever in other words and he had a plan for all of them even the the one that betrayed him you know Judas was in there too holding on to the bag of money the treasurer (laughs) you know God must have a lot of confidence in himself to trust his money with thieves he does it all the time a lot of people steal money from from the Lord no they they understand how to be good fundraisers you know when I looked at uh, Jim and Tammy Faye Baker how they squandered money and they people say oh you earned it because you know look at everything you do well you need to check with God and understand what your paycheck is from him see God has a set amount for everybody he said a workman is worthy of his hire find out what your worth is as far as what he wants to give you and stay with that got me it's easy to do there are a lot of ministries that where the ministers if even if they go and preach in different cities they become a little more popular and, and go preach they turn all the checks are made out to that ministry and it's distributed equally through all the ministers they have a set salary why because they have lots of other things that they have to do with that money and it's all accounted for by God and so amen and, and so we, we have to understand this folks you know is sometimes people talk a good game and you think they're wonderful because of the size of their ministry and and uh, you think they do great things oh yeah look at what they're doing but really you hyped up over a person very often you understand what I'm saying and you're not really directing your finances in the place where God said to direct them you know uh, you know, we uh, I it was somebody would come come into this ministry and gave very little in our offering and oh I sent a big seed uh, emergency seed to Benny Hinn I said well he can't help you he's where he is over in, in Florida somewhere wherever he is around the world I said that you know your tithe is for meat in the house where you get fed you know I mean that's real simple it's real simple. Uh, like uh, Miriam Hellman said, you don't eat at McDonald's and pay at Burger King. You eat at McDonald's, you pay McDonald's. So, you know, this is just common sense. Common sense. I can remember when I was a young Christian before the ministry really, really got started. Um, I had a friend that uh, she was in a Bible study with me and she had left the Bible study I think she was a pastor's wife and uh, she had had some difficulties and challenges and she said you know she said I I just really feel like God wants you to continue to pray with me I said well okay you know that's fine but you know every now and then if I was praying for finances for the ministry you know we're just getting started a check would come in the mail from that woman 
you know she said I just thought I wanted to bless you you've always helped me out she said I didn't have a pastor for so long and, and you were a minister to me you know and I didn't even know, know I was called to the ministry but you know people can recognize the gift and they can want to honor that and but that's to me that's just normal to want to invest in the person that helps you and so you know you just, we just have to really understand how God's kingdom works if you, you know we so spiritual we're entitled to reap your carnal fruits you know what I'm saying so you, you but there's a place where somebody you know labors for you as a responsibility you know, Benny Hinn's not responsible for every Christian that's why they have local churches and local pastors so it, and everybody has enough money for everybody to get taken care of we don't have to fight over the money but there is a, a sensible understanding of where where your help comes from and you support that so when we have faith in man that faith is often unspecific and we just want help and I think that's what happened to the disciples they just wanted help they wanted to complain to somebody they wanted somebody to pull them out of trouble but faith in God is different so there's a difference we just don't have general faith in God we have to have our faith in God for specific things why because there's a principle in Mark 11 22 and 23 that says we can have whatsoever we say so you must say especially what you want you have to say specifically what you want or God can't use your your faith to shape anything you know they say don't call the dog if you want the cat well you got to call something one way or the other to get something so and many times people are are see that shows a lack of trust in God when we don't want to say specifically what we want because there's always a judgment factor involved there uh, is it too much for me to ask for is it too little do I have enough faith is God going to really do that much for me blah 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 and so we have to get over our lack of confidence I think in God's desire to bless us and ask boldly and confidently according to his will exactly what we want and what we need faith in God so the other uh, aspect of faith is faith in the kingdom you either have faith in God's kingdom or faith in the world the kingdom of this world if you only have faith in the kingdom of this world your faith will be limited to what the natural senses perceive and what the world offers faith in God's kingdom allows us to have access to unlimited power unlimited answers unlimited access in other words you can ask the same thing over and over and over again look at Michelle Duggar 19 kids and I guess they stopped counting by now but you know what I'm saying it was always something in counting so they use their faith to believe God for healthy children and more of them so it's unlimited what we can ask for amen it's only limited to your ability to believe so we have unlimited access and unlimited um, uh, opportunities to ask so you can ask over and over and over again for the same thing 
you can ask as many times in your attempt to have problems resolved. You just keep asking. The kingdom is ever increasing so it never diminishes. It runs out of stuff. The resources of God's kingdom as the creator are never (laughs) diminished or depleted. So it's always there. It's always more. You don't have to worry about what somebody else is getting if they're going to run out of it because the father never does. Jesus proved that when he would feed people. It's always best to have leftovers because if you have just enough somebody probably went hungry. God never tells you not to eat to the full. When he sets a table, it's always to the full. You got me? Always to the full. When I, I know when we, sometimes when we have our conferences and cook our meals and I'll kind of walk around and, and watch everything. What am I watching for? You know, people get nervous. You know, they see me watching and start fumbling and all that. I'm trying to see, we got enough food for everybody. Are you kidding me? And I intend to do something about it before it's too late. You know, now we planned what we planned, but you don't know how that's going to go. So you always have, and I don't want there to be a lot left over so that there's waste, but I'd much rather see the leftovers than to have somebody say we ran out. I just don't want that to happen. Amen. And God doesn't want it either. And so when we, when we, um, when we plan like that, we're doing it according to what we believe God, uh, has in His mind and His heart. He says that His people, He promises they will eat to the full. Amen. And they, you know, but if there's just enough, there's a, there's a, a great chance that somebody didn't have enough. Or somebody had a portion and they looked around and because there was lack they felt they had to split it up or divide it with someone. You know I've been there in in my family life. We had almost enough and then you know when it got down to the last portion of it had to be split because there just wasn't enough for everybody to be filled. And so God doesn't want that. I don't care what it is you expect from him. He has more than enough and he says if he doesn't have have it he will make it for you amen he will make it for you so the kingdom of this world is diminishing because it'll pass away it's not going to be here forever and so little by little it's breaking down it's diminishing it's heading toward destruction you see the global warming people think they have the power to stop that process you know, you might be able to slow it down if you start living righteously and ask God about it. You know, how to preserve a good quality of life for the people who are here. But we don't see any people that's making these rules ever seek God. They're not God seekers in the main. You might have one. You know, it used to be, uh, um, you know, back before we got to be modern people, um, the people who were blessed with creativity and invention were godly people. Uh, the the a lot of the scientists were Christians. In fact, it was hard to find some that who were not. 
and when they couldn't get answers they would meditate and, and thank God or pray and, and seek God and they got answers you know some of the major uh, you know what we have for technology now is not it doesn't even hold a candle to some of the prior uh, think about um, uh, Edison with the light bulb that revolutionized life for people um, the, some of the uh, scientists who invented uh, things like penicillin I mean that people were dropping dead like that and then all of a sudden they recover and live are you kidding me that's a major major improvement and so these types of of um, uh, you know changes and breakthroughs uh, come to Christians because they are seeking God for them. Now God will use anybody that wants to help humanity. Man, He will He will help anybody. There's a place where seeking and earnest seeking will get answers. And oftentimes you'll notice this, that answers that uh, come to people are on a, um, I guess you might want to say a timetable by God. For It's like they're right here and God's just waiting on somebody to ask for it and then he releases it. Because you'll find many times that now scientists, they get competitive, but they'll be racing to see who the first one is to perfect it because they're all on the hunt and they're all like this close. And so, you know, it gets released to many people at one time. So God's not a respecter of persons. He'll, he'll release it to the sincere seeker. Say, for instance, the technology for the atomic bomb. Hitler was like that close but the allies were that much closer they put it on an accelerated track or we we wouldn't be here now because you know Hitler would just sit there and wait for people to move and he was crazy man and so we we have to understand that that in a situation like that somebody who is really seeking God with a pure heart and wants to help instead of destroy will probably get an edge and an advantage but if they don't pursue it it'll have to be released to whomever unless somebody's smart enough to pray against it you know what I'm saying but often in the world of innovation these ideas are set to be released into the earth already by almighty God and the people who really are seekers of God can get an edge here because he will release it to them so that they can do good with it so this earth is headed toward destruction because of sin and iniquity the land is polluted and not healed so the world is limited in its resources because sin destroys everything greed destroys that's part of uh, iniquity greed will destroy things covetousness will destroy things bad judgment will destroy things so the land is damaged and not healed the world is limited in its resources its answers and its future so that's why when you put your confidence in the natural realm only you hit this dark place where you see no way to get anything else done you got me and then the next thing that happens if there's a light that comes on that's God telling you if you put your faith over in me I can help you the kingdom of God will last forever so faith in the kingdom opens door to hope always 
There's always hope in God. There's never not hope in God. Hope is also opportunity. Hope brings opportunity. So his kingdom is a place of hope. And there will be a door of opportunity to you if you will have faith in God's kingdom. When you have faith in God, many people separate God from his kingdom resources. But it's good to think about the two combined because when you sometimes people will look at God in a very limited way. But if you look at the fact that he lives in glory and that glory realm has everything that pertains to life and to godliness for all human beings you'll see God living in a realm that's full of possibilities that's full of answers that's full of promise that's full of goodness that's full of all those good things you'll see God as being unlimited in his resources because of the kingdom that he's in charge of many times we put we put our faith in God but we limited him to the resources of this natural realm so you have to put the both of them together to get a full understanding of what God can do so the next aspect thing that we can put faith in is faith in God this allows the full expression of God's will for our lives when you put your faith in God that allows the full expression of of God's will for our lives it's always good it's always increasing God always wants us to have more you may think you've asked God for everything you could ever want in life but he always wants us to have more why because his kingdom's always increasing and that's that's not just more for you that's more for you as a steward of what God possesses you're his agent so when you put your faith in God you must also put your faith in relationship with him what is your relationship to God are you just somebody who's sitting here struggling and asking him for the barest of necessities so you can just survive from day to day or are you a person who has life and that more abundantly are you are your expectations lining up with God what God's word says he will do for you and these things must converge and meet together the assets of his kingdom must meet with him in his personhood so if you say God is good what does that mean to you does it mean he's just nice or where you can get stuff off of him or does that mean he is good in that he has unlimited resources he has unlimited mercy to look at your request as doable all the time uh, is does good mean that that he's good to some people and he might withhold some things for you, from you for some reason I mean what does that mean to you so his goodness must relate in some way to his unlimited resources and power as God of the whole creation to his universe to what he has access to so when you say God is a good God you have to look at that word good as meaning he has access to unlimited resources 
and his desire to give them to you is unlimited. You got me? There's no ceiling uh, to what he he is uh, uh, able to do for us. If you have the faith, he's got the goods. If you have the faith, he has the power. And when Jesus went came down from the Mount of Transfiguration and the disciples were trying to cast the devil out of that man's boy and he kept throwing him in the fire and you know the boy was suffering and the man was at his wits end because the disciples didn't have the goods. And so Jesus asked what was going on and the man told him he said well you know this is my son he told him his old history and everything and and so the 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 man said and uh you, your disciples couldn't do it and and uh he said if you can he told Jesus if you can so now he looked Jesus in with the, the faithless disciples and so Jesus looked at him he said if I can he said can you believe it ain't my ability is never lacking nor my willingness to do it no I'm not lacking in any so when we say God is a good God that means his ability is unlimited his desire to help us is unlimited everything is unlimited in God and that's what goodness really means it's got to mean something to us we just, it can't just be a slogan you know God is a good God that sounds good but what that mean prove it <laughs> that's the first thing I think prove it <laughs> and he proves it to us in his word look at all the promises in God's word there's no there is nothing in there that isn't addressed and if you haven't found it in the scriptures yet God said ask me anyway and I'll make it for you if it's not in the word already I'll make it for you amen because I'm a creative God so goodness must always point toward something his unlimited uh, his desire his ability all of that is unlimited uh, because he is God and if he says ask anything that means ask anything does it mean ask anything so you can be disappointed and frustrated no ask anything so he can do it for you because he means what he says so because God's kingdom is always increasing in, in all ways and, and it's everlasting, then faith in God will always have a good result and a good report. He says, if you hope in me, you will never be disappointed, ashamed, confused. You never go off scratching your head and say, well, why didn't this happen? You know, if you put your hope in me, it will never, ever, ever be shortchanged or disappointed many times we start out with faith in God and then put it over in man mm-hmm. it's true no, it's, uh, you know I used to do that all the time with my husband he got to be a mountain to me with that bank account of his <laughs> here's that mountain standing in front of that checkbook I'm going to get desperate one day and pull my revolver you know it's easy to get let let your spouse be your problem i'll just put it to you like that it is you just, you start out believing god and y'all excited and everything and then you find out they got a different idea about something oh boy here we go huh 
talking that sweet stuff again. And you know, God would 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 mess my head up all over and over again. You know, it, it just did it. You know, like with, with every ring that I got, God paid for it. And I'm wanting the husband to squirm. <laughs> I want to see him nervous when he finds out what it costs. Give him a headache. Let him get some sleepless nights wondering how he's going to get it for me. That's just wicked. It's <laughs> just wicked. <laughs> now why did I think that way? Because he didn't want to do it. That's what you get when you my husband. You don't want to cooperate with, with God. See what I'm saying? So the devil can twist your head up and divert your attention. That man that you love so much gets to be the biggest hindrance. That's how people get divorced. That's how they, you know, wind up hitting, slapping each other and all that kind of. I mean, you know, it's just easy to slip over there. Now, it's true whether you want to believe it or not. It's just true. And so, you know, God would get me. You know, like you know, I I always like nice things, and and it, it dawned on me after his mother passed away because she had given us her rings when she was last admitted in the hospital. You know, you don't you don't leave that stuff on people when they you know get sick. You just don't. And she was in and out of consciousness, and and you know really dying. And uh, so you know you take all the valuables, you don't leave them on them and so that ring was sitting in a box and and we had the funeral and you know all these things and then one day my husband said he said do you want to have this diamond reset and I'm thinking (laughs) diamond that's my middle name (laughs) you know what I'm saying and then it just dropped into my life God you see what I'm saying? And and I didn't have to needle him for that, but when it comes to twenty five years, I'm doing I'm scratching off on my wall every year. And then number when it gets to five you put the line through it. That's me. That's the way I thought about it. I've been doing double digit time up here in the big house. Don't have nothing to show for it. I want a 25 cat ring for every, for every year I've been. Give me a cat for every ring for every year. You know, really going to sock it to the brother, you know. That's to pay him back for all those times. He said, no, baby, we better wait on that. And we can't. My God can do everything. Yeah, but your husband can't, you know what I'm saying. So here we are. So I'm thinking to myself, okay, God, mm, let's go to jury store. So he start breaking out in the sweat every time we go in there. I like that. I like it. I like it. I like it. I like my men's sweat. You know. You know, it gets wicked after a while. You know, it's just wicked. So good. You know, here I am in all my wickedness, but I'm trusting God. Trusting God. Trusting God. Trusting God. And then the day came when when the, we had been in the jewelry store and he he was nervously walking trying to avoid me again. There I am at the counter by myself and he wandered off somewhere. So he found this box that had a pad in front of it and said, "Win a diamond." 
So he filled out the form. And the day came they called him. They said you're one of three. There are three prizes. And bring your identification up here. We want to validate this is you. And we'll let you know what you won. Oh, he was all excited. You know stop sweating. That's a bad sign for me. See when they stop sweating I'm thinking oh no. Here it goes. Come on God. <laughs> you're a good God. Oh, why you got to stop sweating all of a sudden. So he won the diamond. Oh, again God dropped it on me. And I had to repent and get corrected again. And Praise God from whom all blessings flow. And what does he do? He gets off scot free every time. <laughs> just wickedness, just wickedness. <laughs> so anyway, I'm thinking to myself, okay, God, it's all right. But see, those are expensive things that God blessed me with. You know what I'm saying? Diamonds ain't cheap, baby. And, and you know, it, it's just one of those things where God says, now see, just keep me as your, bless me in spite of my wickedness. You know, in spite of my, why? Because it was slated already to drop into my life at a particular time from God. He let me know it was from him. And he let me know he was merciful to my husband. Amen. So anywho. <laughs> you get slapped in the face all kind of ways when you get blessed sometimes. But but God is ever merciful. Amen. He's willing to forgive us and we can go on in peace. <laughs> and we can safely trust in him. See? We can safely trust in God. He hears those prayers. You know, he hears the desires of our hearts. He knows what we like. And he already has made provision for it. Amen. And will send it to us anyway, even though our attitude sucks. So, you know, he knows how to correct us. You know, it's not like we robbing him and we got a bad attitude. We getting blessed anyway and we laughing all the way. No, I, I felt bad for that. You know, I knew. I said, God, I'm over the line again. <laughs> so many times. You know, I'm over the line again, God. Let me get back over there. I shall I'm just getting carried away. You know, that kind of stuff. So it's just easy to do that. To bounce your faith back and forth, back and forth. We say we're believing even God but when we got to go through somebody same thing you go to buy a car God tells you go look at it go you take the day to go fill out the papers and all of a sudden the sales people and the finance people get to be the biggest people in the world and you think that they are the ones making the decision no they'll do whatever God tells them but you got to keep your faith in God you can't transfer it back over into man and give them the power to make a decision in your life you understand me we've got to stay focused and keep our faith over in that kingdom so Jesus was expecting his disciples to draw from their knowledge of God to quiet the storm themselves or 
to just tread water until a storm subsided but know they were going to get there see this is what they dropped they dropped knowing that they would get to the other side because God had promised what he promises in times of peace is still true in times of struggle what he promises you when you're all excited and worshiping him and lifting up holy hands and getting all carried away is still true when you're not in that place anymore when the enemy comes in and wants to threaten to take it from you God is still God even in those places and so he expects us to stay focused keep your faith over in him in his kingdom what he promises in your confidence in him all of that don't waver and don't let it slip because God has great things for us but they depend on keeping our faith in him amen why don't we stop well father we thank you for your word and for understanding for the great things that you're doing for us father you are doing so much for us that we will never know we'll never know the half of it father we have eternity yet to see your total plan unfold and so Lord we thank you for teaching us your ways even in this realm where we live right now we honor you and we love you in Jesus name amen praise God amen so praise God so if anybody needs prayer come on up and I'll pray for you